Hey, coffee people, Joel here. Welcome to the Craft Your Own Coffee Podcast. This is season one, episode 12. So, hey, I travel a pretty good amount for work, and I find myself in hotel rooms pretty often. And, you know, hotels are not necessarily known for having really great coffee brewing equipment in the rooms, right? And their lobbies don't necessarily have the best drip coffee. So, like, what do you do in that situation if you want to start your day with a great cup of coffee? Uh, Or maybe you can relate to this. Uh, My family and I went on a vacation a few months ago, and we got an Airbnb. And I wasn't really sure what their coffee brewing setup was. So we were like, hey, what should we bring with us? What do we have room for? to make sure that our mornings were full of really good coffee like we have at home. Or there's the tricky sort of delicate situation if you're a guest in someone's house, right? Like a friend or family member, and you are uh, you want to make sure you've got a great cup in the morning. And how do you do that in a great way that introduces somebody to the love of coffee, but also um, doesn't offend them with their brewing method, right? So luckily, I have a friend named Justin who was willing to join me on the show for a conversation about this very topic. He, he's kind of like an expert. He's way le- several levels above where I am on this topic specifically of crafting coffee away from home. And if you follow me on Instagram at Craft Your Own Coffee, Justin's been a pretty frequent commenter. He's always got something really helpful to say and a tip for me and for other listeners as well. So I thought it'd be great to have him on the show. And I was right. It was an awesome conversation about this topic of, hey, how do you make great coffee away from home when you're in a new environment? So hopefully you guys enjoy and learn a lot just like I did. And here's my conversation with Justin Winter. Enjoy. You good? I'm good. Ready to go, Joel. Justin Winter in the house. How's it going, man? Good. Good afternoon, Joel. Good afternoon. It's Friday afternoon. We're winding down the week, and uh, my buddy Justin is here with me, and we're talking today about crafting coffee away from home, and this is a specialty of yours, isn't it? I love it. We love got a, it. There's a, if, I wish you could see the scene right here, because we're sitting at a table, and Justin brought like all the equipment. <laughs> like We've got all kinds of goodies Half that we're looking at. Half the equipment, Joel. Yeah, Half the equipment. That's true. You've got a lot. And, the bag um, was only so big. <laughs> that's right. He brought what he could. And it's going to be super fun to talk through all these different devices that you use to craft coffee away from home. Super excited to learn from you on what you do that can help us all raise our games in how we make coffee away from home. So, but before we get there, Justin, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, maybe a little bit about your family, and then I'd love to hear your coffee story as well. Sure. I'm an Atlanta native, born and raised here in Atlanta, Georgia. I now live on the south side of Atlanta with my wife and our five kids. And uh, I love coffee. Yes. So one of the passions of my life. Oh, my goodness. So, How'd you get there? How'd you get to that love of coffee? Yeah, it's a great question. I grew up, probably like most people, where at church as a kid, had the big bins, I don't know, three, five gallons of lukewarm, five-hour-old coffee. Yes. And you just load it up, right? As a kid, you know, it was one part coffee, two parts creamer, two parts sugar. And, I mean, that candy was good. <laughs> um, and that's really the way that I experienced coffee growing up, really until probably my early 30s. And I was a very occasional drinker, maybe once a week. It wasn't really habitual, but when I did, I I loaded it up. It was all cream sugar, flavored creamer. Any of it, yeah, any of it, sure, absolutely. Any way that I could to mute the flavor of the coffee, that was really the goal. And I I enjoyed it. but then there was a, a transition. There was a period I was, uh, wor- I work here at Chick-fil-A and I do financial analysis at, or I was doing financial analysis at the time and doing a lot of work with menu and product development. And around six years ago, we started looking at 
some coffee offerings and how we could improve our coffee. So we started looking at the Chick-fil-A coffee consumer, what they bought, what our competitors looked like, and our lead of coffee at the time did a whole broad nationwide search looking at what coffee should we offer. And I was the one selected to do market test design, financial analysis, all the, all the, um, all the work, all the analytical nerdy work. And I was decided, you know, like, I'm going to pour myself into this. Pun not intended. Pour it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but I it's ac- totally I accidental. Heard but I'll go with it. Coffee pun. Yeah. And so I started just learning about coffee. Like, what do our consumers drink? I started learning, oh, wow, like, hardly any of our consumers actually drink it black. A lot of them are adding a lot of things to it. You know, what does that look like? What does that mean in terms of changing the taste profile? And so I started just trying to up my game, just trying to learn about the consumer, learn about trying to taste it, taste the difference. And one, there was a moment that was really pivotal for me. We were, had kicked off the coffee test. Philadelphia was a test market for us at the time. And I traveled up there. I actually battled the snowmageddon at the time. Drove oh, through the snow, that. drove through the snow to make my flight. Yes. Um, my wife still laughed at me. Everyone else is home with their kids playing in the snow. But no, I'm going to go to Philadelphia and taste coffee. Like priorities. <laughs> so flew up to Philadelphia. And in a day and a half, I stopped at seven stores and tasted 10 to 12 different coffee drinks and drank them all fully. And I remember just shaking You're on my way wired. to the airport, yeah. wired on the way to the airport. But <laughs> it was a really pivotal moment for me because being able to taste the coffee, especially the brewed coffee at the different restaurants, I was able to start really picking up on the difference, the subtle notes of age of coffee, whether it had been cleaned or not, and start to see like, oh, that's actually good coffee and those weren't so good. And that was really kind of a moment for me where I started to develop my palate and understand coffee. And from there, um, I was currently the grad school program at the time and had to do an international trip. And the trip that I wanted to go on to Columbia filled up before I could sign up for it. And so I had to settle for a philanthropic trip through my grad school to Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. And it was really focused on coffee. And I was like, well, this is perfect. Very I'm cool. in the process of doing analysis, trying to understand Chick-fil-A coffee. What better opportunity than go walk fields with coffee producers and, and see the whole end-to-end wow. coffee process. So I'm there with notes. And I mean, I think at the end of the trip, I had like 10 pages of notes on like financials and cost decisions and impact of La Roya and the trade-off decisions of like small farmers, shade versus non-shade, organic versus non-organic, and just the impact that that has on lives. And um, that was when it started going from like a hobby into like, wow, this actually, this is real. And this has a real impact on, on people's lives across the whole supply chain. And, and that w- took it to another level. Yeah, for me. man. You were destined to be a coffee lover. Oh, man. Your job I, had you there. Your grad school had you there. It was your, like your destiny. It's perfect. That's awesome. What a cool story, Justin. I love that. I knew perfect. I didn't know most, most of that story. So, and you have like the city of brotherly love to, to thank there you go. for part of your love of coffee, right? Absolutely. Go Philly. Absolutely. Go Philly all the way. And it's led you to like just bringing stuff on the road with you to make sure you can replicate that experience even when you're not at home with all your equipment at home, right? Yep, absolutely. So, and that's what I want to hear from you about and learn from you about today in this episode. So as you guys know, if you're listening, we focus this season on home, your home coffee routine and like what's the plus one to however you're making and brewing your own coffee at home. How do you uh, take that, level, that up a level? And so today's a little bit of a different spin where um, 
with Justin's expertise, and I know you you brew coffee at home. You've got a lot of different ways you do it at home as well. Absolutely. I love to experiment. Yes. Love to experiment. But you've taken it to a different level on the road when you're away from home as well. And so that's what I would love to hear um, and take our conversation today. Like, um, it's a little bit of a delicate balance when you're not with your own your own grinder and with your own preferred brewing device at home in the comforts of your own home. Maybe you're at a hotel or a family or friend's house or just in a different location and um, you, you have the need for really good coffee that you're used to at home. So uh, maybe let's start, Justin, with um, some of your top tips for uh, like what do you do when you're away from home and you really want to make some good coffee? And I'm going to start it really broad and then I'm sure we'll narrow into some specifics over our conversation. What's your, what are your top tips? So for me, it starts with two things, fresh ground and good beans. Mm. From there, I can normally make pretty good coffee no matter what. Yeah. So I fresh, if I have it fresh ground and I have solid beans, you know, I can use a coffee machine in a hotel room normally mm-hmm. and make all right coffee. Yeah. So for me, that's that's the starting point. And the thing that I love about that is that a grinder, you can get a decent hand grind, burr grinder for 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, the beans are the harder part sometimes. It's really hard to get good, reasonable beans from Publix or Kroger. Mm. You normally gotta go to your local coffee shop. So one of them that I've really uh, started to enjoy a lot lately is a website called Trade Coffee. Um, we Trade have a coffee. lot of different options on their uh, a broker of local roasters. And so you can buy from about 100 different local roasters and a lot of real top end, oh, top, that's cool. real top quality roasters. So, so the beans being good one, beans. Like bring beans with you that bring are beans. good, that you yep. can trust, they're going to give you a good outcome. And then you said grinder, and you brought one here today. So tell me about what you've got. This is a portable kind of go with you burr grinder, right? So this is my standard home grinder. It's a What's hand grinder. Okay. It's called Hand Ground. It was a Kickstarter project. Um, it's actually super fun. I like Kickstarter projects. This one was incredible. It was a year behind, I think, on its final release, like I think almost every Kickstarter project. Yeah. But the cool thing is, is they gave 23 engineering updates throughout the production. So at every step of the journey, when you saw why they were behind, you knew why. It was because of Chinese New Year. It was because of this, you know, machining fit expanded after the plastic was extruded or something. Like I couldn't follow along, but it was just fun. It was actually a really cool learning experience. But they were passionate about grinding and about coffee. And um, so it kind of got me engaged. This is my standard cool. grinder. That's awesome. Is um, Tell me about it. So what makes it unique? Is it the portability of it? Because you can hold it. I'm looking at it right now. You can hold it in your hand. It's kind of looks ergonomic, like almost like an hourglass shape. But what, what is it that kind of made them unique for you to buy it? Yeah, the two things that are neatest is just a really easy change you might hear it click i can just okay. slide so it back and forth to change the yep. grind size so how many settings are there on it has eight eight settings um, but right. i think there's a half stop in between okay so i think there's 15 and the other thing is that the grinder grinds on the side mm. vertically as opposed to on the top which makes it a little bit easier totally. to grind by hand okay that makes perfect sense so yeah, how, how portable is that do you bring that in a suitcase so with i you? used to okay. i have since traded that out this is now my go-to okay travel bag it's about the size, y'all can't see it, but it's about the size of a rolled up t-shirt. And it has pretty much everything I need to go with coffee on the road. Just have it in a portable bag. It's a super portable grinder with a grind handle that comes off, okay. on and off. 
super easy. So that's small. about the size of what would you say? Maybe like a um, small bottle of oil. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, not that's a very a good, good reference. Yeah, yeah. small bottle. So bottle maybe of oil it looks like about eight inches off the off the table. And this has a uh, grinding handle that's more on horizontal yeah. on the top. It's a little bit harder to use, but it's but it folds worth up a the sacrifice. Easier. Yeah. Folds and what's up the easier. brand? Um, I don't even know. Oh, it's uh, Hario or Hario. Yeah, yeah, so that's the um, same company that manufactures v60s and some tea kettles yep. and uh, pour over devices and so i've changed how i brew on the road i used to aeropress my latest is super cheap it's a five buck just cloth filter and so it's basically a pour over but the fun thing that i love about this is that you can really do a pour over or an immersion with it so you can either set it's a for those of you at home it's a basically a handle with a loop and there's a cloth filter that sits on it and you can just set that on the top of your cup Put your beans in there and pour over. Um, but if you want it darker, you want it more like a immersion brew, and then you can kind of set it down in the water and let it, um, as the water fills up, soak in the beans itself. Yeah, and that's a, it's cloth with probably microfiber, mm-hmm. is my guess, that yep. lets kind of the right amount seep out or steep out into the, into yep. the water. Into and the, the nice liquid. thing is, is this is a $7 piece of equipment. That's so awesome. Super, I love that. Super cheap. I'll take a picture of that and put put that on our Instagram because what I'm what I'm looking at and what Justin's brought is kind of a cool setup. It's not very much room. This is very Japanese, I think. I think the Japanese use that a lot. They love to experiment and do cool stuff. Now, let me coffee. ask you a question. If, Go for it. Let's just say you're in a hotel room, you're on a work trip, you're bringing this bag, this magic bag of, of coffee uh, and beans. Do you put the beans in your the beans bag in as well? Yeah. So you've got it all in one. You can get hot water at a hotel. Um, how do you know your dosing? Like, how do you measure out the right ratio to use for a good cup of coffee? It's a great question. And that's the hardest thing for me on the road is that I got to kind of do a little bit of experimentation and kind of guesswork. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit more imprecise. Yeah. For sure. Have you ever tried, and I'm just thinking out loud because I don't do this, I, I don't go to this level on the road, but now I'm like, man, this is, I probably should because it's not that much extra equipment to bring with you. But um, I wonder if you could measure out the right ratio of beans at home and put them in kind of individual bags and bring those with you instead of a whole bag of coffee that's a good thought that's a good thought absolutely and generally when i'm brewing on the road in a hotel room it's a standard i don't know 10 12 ounce cardboard cup yeah so if i just dose for you know 12 ounce cup then it yeah yeah it's a good thought so maybe like a pre-portioned couple bags that you could bring with you level up my game level up level it up cool well, um, this is awesome. I know uh, for camping, um, I use something similar to this like portable Hario. I don't know. If, is it Hario or Hario? But um, this hand grinder that you have, uh, I use something called a Porlex, P-O-R-L-E-X, which is um, it's uh, stainless steel. It's very much like this kind of similar ergonomic device, and it does really well. I think it has like 20 different grind settings, so it's a lot more. Um, it just has a few more options, but... Um, I think either one, it's, it's also probably more, um, more on the pricey side. So I'm glad to know about this one, but both seem very durable and, uh, mostly probably indestructible that you could bring them and kind of jostle them around a little bit. Um, yeah, the one thing that's tough with this small grinder, and I think this is a common theme with a lot of hand grinders is just the difficulty of changing the grind size mm-hmm. and kind of dialing that in. So that takes yeah. some experimentation yeah for sure hey you brought something else here um on the table and it's something that we've talked about a little bit on the podcast before uh, a company called steeped coffee which is they're out of santa cruz california um but they have 
licensed, I guess, uh, mm -hmm. their concept to a bunch of different brands. So you brought one of those brands with you. You want to talk a little bit about your steeped coffee? Sure. So I follow Counterculture. I think they do a really good job with their brand, with their roasting. But I think also they're really serious about their partnerships with local baristas and the training and education that goes along with it. I think that's um, just a, a go-to unique strength of Counterculture. So they're always very sensitive to anything that will impact um, their local partnerships, which I think is really, um, really neat that they put that emphasis on supporting the local coffee shops. Um, I follow them just, and uh, they had posted a little bit about their steeped coffee partnership. And uh, it's basically looks like just like a tea bag, but they vacuum seal it with nitrogen so that it doesn't, um, the oxygen doesn't mm -hmm. remove the flavor. And it's a really quick and easy way. I mean, this is like the easiest way. I think just heat water like you would with tea and then drop the bag in there. Totally. Time it out for a few minutes. It's really good, isn't it? Like they... it's, it's pretty solid. I mean, it's not bitter. Yeah. It's not my favorite cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. But, man, if I just have a minute and want to heat some water and go, like, it's solid. Yeah. It's solid. If I put the, the steeped in... We don't get paid by steeped coffee, so... No. Um, <laughs> this is all just, like, pure user experience, but... Um, if I put an instant sort of dissolvable coffee uh, next to a steeped coffee bag, there's a major difference, in my opinion, that steeped coffee kind of takes it to the next level. I did learn, have a learning recently. We went camping a few weeks ago as a family and brought a bunch of steeped ba coffee bags with us and um, didn't leave it in steeped long enough. So there is a, I think on the on the bag, they talk about letting it ride to five plus minutes. Yeah. Um, and I would like, I'm on the plus side. I've learned to be on the plus side of five minutes because that's, for me, that's about as long as it's taken to get to like the smoothness level and the taste that I, that I appreciate. I don't know about your experience as well. Do you feel like you're leaving it in the cup for a pretty long time? I tend to bias towards the lighter side okay. with my coffee. So I think four to five is probably my, my go-to. Gotcha. But I think the nice thing is just, and that's why I love experimenting is that everyone's taste preferences are so different and that the experimentation really allows you that opportunity to kind of dial in what your preferences are yeah and that's what i love about your podcast joel is this this idea no matter where you're at no matter how you like coffee there's always a way to level your game up yeah. and and um i might be a little bougie sometimes with my coffee but i'm never trying to be pretentious yes and uh that's what i love about your podcast that's well, awesome joel. well thanks man thank you and um so that brings me to another question that i had for you because it's something that i struggle with uh or I've, I've tried to not be on the snob side of coffee but be on the like i want to help people experience coffee at a different level so when you're at someone else's home or you're a guest in their home and you've brought some of your coffee equipment with you. Like, how do you do that in a really respectful way that doesn't, you know, disparage someone else's coffee making experience, but actually like is an introduction to people on making better coffee? Do you have any tricks or tips that you've learned? So I love a good pour over, a clean crisp. Just like you, I love natural processed coffee. Yes. That really bright, fruity flavors. At the same time, I love coffee ice cream too. So... <laughs> Making my coffee taste a little bit like candy, it's not a terrible thing either. Not a bad either. thing, yeah. So if, if I'm offered coffee and it's on the um, bitter side, on the harsh side, I'm more than happy to pour some milk creamer in there, put some sugar in there, and uh, smile and enjoy Just that be cup. gracious, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. it's always a, it's a, you know, you start to get known. I'm sure you, you are this way within your family and maybe your friends as like the coffee guy. So I think people probably start to expect you to bring some new funky equipment or 
you know, bring something for them to try as well. But I think it's a delicate balance of like, um, not just imposing your coffee will in someone else's home when you're the guest, but also you want good coffee. So it's just kind of an interesting dance. The hardest was recently a, a friend brought me some coffee because they heard I liked coffee and they brought me back some beans and uh, they were not good. Yeah. And so it was uh, just had to handle that with grace. Yeah. And, enjoy them well hopefully um throughout this podcast one of the reasons i I wanted to start this was one it's a nerd outlet for me (laughs) because i get to talk to people like you and other friends and people that i've met along the way that are also coffee lovers and just learn more about this bean uh this this drink that i love so much but the other is like just from a life mission purpose for for my standpoint you know my my life mission is to grow and grow others and so i really want this to hopefully this is turning into a library of sorts for people that wherever they are at whatever stage of their coffee journey, that they're just learning more things about what they can try. And today I've definitely learned a lot from you um, about ways that I can try to level up my game, especially when I'm, I, I'm in hotels uh, for my job quite a bit. And so I'm already looking at some of this equipment and I'm thinking about um, other brands like Counterculture that offer steeped coffee as well and thinking through, okay, I might have more on my Amazon wish list now <laughs> for Christmas. So thank you for that. Um, any final thoughts or a challenge that you might have for the listeners that are thinking about, hey, how do I upgrade my coffee experience away from home? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is experiment. Give it a try. And most people don't have a lot of methods. For, so especially for those of you that do geek out on coffee, for those that are interested, give them the option, show them some op- options, let them taste it and experiment. And I think most people, when you give them a, a flight of options with coffee, they'll normally start to dial in and find things where like, wow, I actually really like that. Yeah. And, um, and normally, it's pretty accessible. It's not too hard. It doesn't take a $1,200 machine. Um, normally, you're talking 20 30 bucks for, for most options to just level it up a little bit. Dude, thank you so much, Justin, for sharing your knowledge and your passion for coffee and your coffee story. Um, what I'm going to do is I'll put a link to uh some equipment that you might want to shop around for on Amazon as I've done in previous episodes just some of the stuff that Justin's laid out on the table here and then some of the things that I use as well one thing we didn't talk about was third third wave water I've talked about them on previous podcasts but I'll put that in the show notes as well because that's another sort of capsule it's an expense um but if you're not price sensitive um those are little capsules you can take with you on the road and add into whatever water the hotel has or whatever and kind of clean out the water and make it coffee drinking water um so that's another another idea and option as well to try i'll put all those in the show notes uh would love to hear your feedback and your thoughts but thanks justin so much for your time and your generosity in sharing and um cheers it's been my pleasure thanks again one more time to justin winter for giving of your time and your ideas and your tips to all of us on leveling up our game on crafting coffee away from home. It was super helpful for me. Hopefully it was for you guys as well. I took a lot of notes for sure. And one thing that Justin and I touched on towards the end of our conversation, I'm actually going to dedicate a whole episode to next week. So a little bit of a teaser. We're going to be dedicating next week to the coffee curious folks that are out there. People that really want to like coffee, but haven't really found something that they really truly enjoy quite yet. So I'll have a couple sort of mini audio clips from different people and a couple of thoughts and notes to share with you on what to try if you want to like coffee but and you're curious about it, but you haven't really gotten there yet. So hope, hope you'll join me next week for episode 13. 
But for now, enjoy some great coffee. If you're on the road this week, use some of those tips. Go on a little Amazon binge, would you? And get some great stuff to craft delicious coffee away from home. We'll talk to you next week. Thank <laughs> you.